Hello, Red Zone, and welcome back to Coach Jim in the Car. I believe this is episode six of Coach Jim in the Car all time. So, the reason that we convene here today is uh, this precious Mad League that we all play in. Now, I uh, wanted to talk a little bit about about the league and where we're at and, you know, all the things that we're doing at this point. So I wanted to start with, um, yeah, I'm a little fatigued personally. Um, it's been a tough cycle for me, um, you know, which it usually is. It's not one of those things, you know. It's a lot easier when you're a perennial winner or a team that maybe has a down season every once in a while to remain engaged. I'll tell you what, at the end of May, it's really tough looking at my Jaguars roster and I think I did an all right job building it up, but, you know, it, it, the game, the way it plays, my deficiencies, and I'm not going to blame the game for me losing. That's my fault, you know what I mean? I'm not one of these people that's going to say, oh, it's all Madden's fault. Why did Madden do this to me? Blah, 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 blah. No, it's my fault. I need to get better. I'm trying to get better, but kind of done with Madden 22, <laughs> quite honest with you. I'm ready for a new Madden, and hopefully – that they're uh, going to get more and more and more and more realistic with what they're doing and, you know, give us more abilities in terms of, you know, what we can do to control things on the field. Um, you know, more, more gameplay stuff would be hopeful and obviously some more tweaks to the franchise mode. Um, I think Coordinators was a welcome addition this year, uh, and I've enjoyed it. Um, I think some people change their coordinators more than they change their underwear, but that's just me. I just feel that way. So, you know, but uh, I think playbooks being tied to guys is good. Now, the one thing I will say is um, I don't think that you should just be able to lock up a playbook an entire cycle because you like it. Uh, I do think that we need to simulate some type of staff movement, you know, like maybe the bottom ten um, offenses that didn't fire a coordinator the previous year um, fire their fire their coordinators because we can't fire head coaches like they do in real life, but we can sure as hell fire coordinators. So I think uh, we should probably put something in place that makes it so that you have to cycle out a coordinator if your unit's bottom ten, um, you know, year or two in a row, whatever. I think that might be an extra little flare would uh, necessitate some movement on our ends, you know, and it also get guys into new playbooks. Like, like I kept my playbook the entire cycle. Would I? Would it have been better if I got a new playbook? Maybe. Maybe not. Who knows? But I kept my playbook the entire cycle because I didn't. I was afraid of giving up a playbook that I knew to get a playbook that I didn't know. So that was the way that I looked at it. Was like, oh well, I know what's in this playbook. It may not have a lot of the stuff that I liked in some of my previous playbooks, like the Ravens book or the Panthers books that I've used in the past, the Rams book, or even you know previous Dolphins books or anything like that. But it was the devil I knew in that situation, right? So I knew what that playbook was. Now, realistically. My offense has been trash all cycle. Would they have kept a coordinator for seven years who was absolute offense has just performed terribly? Absolutely not, they would. You know what I mean? So if we're, you know, really in the interest of sim, I, I feel like one of the things that we should be doing is making guys cycle coordinators on. I'd be one of the people who would have to cycle out coordinators. You know what I mean? 
Um, but it could give you, you know, you never know. Uh, a new playbook may give you a little bit of a jump start. You know, it may jump start your offense a little bit. You know, that type of thing. It's, you know, same thing with defense. If you're a perennial bad user on defense and your defense is ranked bad and you're not stopping people, you shouldn't, even if you're a winning team, you shouldn't be recruiting. I see winning teams all the time fire defensive coordinators when their defenses give up the gusto. Um, what was it? The Chiefs a couple of years ago, they went to the Super Bowl and fired their defensive coordinator because they knew their defense was a problem. You know what I mean? Like, that's the type of thing that I would like to see start coming into red zone. That way we don't have, you know, the same teams, whether they win 10 games, 12 games, 14 games, cycling out a coordinator or something of that nature, you know, that type of thing. Um, So I also think that we should be lessening coordinators. I think firing coordinators once a year is dumb. Um, I think that if you hire a coordinator, you should be required to, especially like if you do an in-season firing, you should be required to make them finish that season and make them finish the following season. Um, most of the time, that's a, there's it's not a year-to-year thing with the OCs. I mean, there's certain situations like the Dolphins, for example, because we've had a couple of different head coaching staffs, but we don't fire head coaches in red zone. So that's not the situation that we're in. You know what I mean? Like, So just kind of off the cuff, that's one of the things that I'd like to see implemented in the future of red zone. One of the things that we can do as a team to make ourselves more sim, you know, and simulate some of that staff movement. I had seen King John, I think, mentioned about trading coordinators. I'd be much more interested in forcing guys to fire coordinators for underperformance than I would for be trading coaches. You know, trading coaches is not something that typically happens, and coordinators have never been traded. The only time is head coaches. I mean, John Gruden, for example, was a head coach that got traded. Bill Belichick was a head coach that got traded, but... That was all because they were under contract and it was compensation to get them out of their contracts. You know what I mean? But that's not because they, you know, I mean, obviously these guys, one of them is a coach and they feel they held, held a certain value. But at the same time, we're not trading draft picks or swapping coordinators, you know what I mean, or anything like that. I think that's ridiculous. Um, I also think it's a way of circumventing people from getting certain you know, certain books and stuff like that. I don't like that. Uh, I think that we really need to look into that. It would be cool to do next cycle. It would be another thing to, to, you know, keep track of and manage, but I would be all for it. I mean, I'd be willing to help with stuff like that if if need be. But anything that's going to add value and emergence to the league is always going to be a good thing in my book. So, with you know, with that being said, you know, I find that to be an interesting thing. We've had a pretty good cycle. Some, some, you know, good teams been built, winning, you know, good winners. Um, we've gotten some guys back. We've lost some guys, you know, um, you know, kind of in a cycle and review type thing. Um, you know, thus far, Biggs came in, you know, his fire burned bright, and then he burned out, you know, obviously left the league, you know, not for anything other than he has real-life stuff going on. But for the, what, six or seven seasons he was here, he grabbed two Super Bowls as a perennial winner. Um, you know, he's done more in the league in one cycle than I've done in my entire, like, eight-cycle career. Uh, seven, eight cycles, whatever it is at this point, right? Um, so, I mean, you got to say something like that. He was a great addition. Um, you know, Tofen, one, one from none, T-O-F-M, whatever you want to call him, like, 
he'll be a great addition to the league as well. I personally know him, and he's a good dude. You know, he tries to, to be a part of, you know, things and do his part. So we'll see how that works out. Uh, you know, we lost, you know, IJ came back, and then he left. So we lost him again. Uh, who else did we lose? I mean, I think we're getting Silk back next cycle, which is, which should be fantastic. I love the league when Silk's in it. Uh, who else did we lose? Uh, you know, obviously the big story of the cycle was with my, was Adele stepping down as commissioner. Um, and I kind of knew the whole thing was, uh, you know, with Mochi was happening. I mean, it wasn't that hard to see, even though they tried to put out a, a transparent, not transparent, that's not the word. Even though they tried to put out, you know, like one of those things where it's like, hey, everybody's being considered. I mean, it's not that hard to see what was going on. The, the power lies within a certain amount of people, within a certain amount of individuals, uh, you know, within this community, typically, and doesn't really leave that structure, which is fine. That's not a complaint. It's just an observation. Um, so, Adele leaving was big as far as being a commissioner. He's done really well with his team this cycle. Of course, people make dumbass trades with him, which I'll never understand. Uh, you know, it, I, they're not helping you. His late round pick's not helping you. And you're giving him premium picks for players, but I digress. Uh, what else? You know, as far as the cycling review and what we've seen so far, you know, we, we've seen uh, some new additions as well with, with Adam in uh, Philadelphia. or not Philadelphia. That's so awful. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. In Tampa, they played recently, or we're going to. That's why. No, Adam's in Atlanta. I'm an idiot. Uh, Trent is in Tampa Bay. There we go. So we lost IJ. We lost Rock, obviously. Rock, you know. Sorry, you're not around anymore, man. I always enjoyed having you around. I'm sure you got your reasons. We all usually do, right? Um, and, you know, the, who else did we lose this cycle? Uh, AFC, or NFC East, I'm sorry. We lost Monty, but we brought back Icom. So that's a, that's a great addition to the league. You know, Icom, glad to have him back. Glad to see him in the fold. Who else we got? You know, West-wise, we're the same. Obviously, the Broncos kicked Nick out of the league, but I don't think Mojo would lay him back in any way at this point. Um, probably an adult decision that is being retroactively uh, undecided. So, South-wise, like I said, we had Biggs um, that left. North-wise, the North is intact, and then the East, the East is intact as well. So, we had a little bit of turnover this cycle. You know, it's to be expected. It happens. People's lives get busy. You know, trust me, I understand. So, so the next thing that I want to talk about, sorry, I got a phone call in the middle there, is just uh, kind of where we're at in terms of everyone in the league, you know, that type of thing. Uh, I think that, you know, it's probably – Going, not going to go in the direction of playing another season just because I think everyone's a little burnt out. I mean, if we do play another season, I will do my obligation to the league. But I, I don't think anyone's going to really care about a draft in June, to be quite honest with you, or any of that type of stuff. Like, 
if there's a draft you're going to miss, it's going to be a draft in June. That's not a team draft. <laughs> so, we got the Ravens at 7-1 and one at the top of the conference. The Colts, who got gifted a win there for me, on, uh, at second place. Uh, the Chiefs at 5-1-1 one and one in third in the AFC. The Bills at 5-2. and two. And fourth, we've got the Patriots. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Patriots at 3-3. Three and three. The Browns at 3-5. and five, Jets at 3-5. and five, Bengals at 3-5. and five, Chargers at 3-4. And, and the Jags at 3-4. and four. Now, that's three playoff spots right there. So, every wild card spot in the AFC right now is wide open. Even, like, my Jaguars have a chance to make that. You know, we won last night against the Texans. But point being that... The AFC, outside the division, like the division leaders, which are, are pretty well established at this point, is wide open as far as who can get in the playoffs. Now, the NFC has, they have much better records so far this year. They have been the, the better conference thus far. Now, San Francisco at 7-2, and two, Carolina at 6-2. and two, uh, Also, we got Washington at 7-1. Sorry, I'm daddy thanks for this. Um, the Bears at five two and one, Vikings at six and two, Cards at five and three, and the Cowboys at five and two. Now you got the Packers sitting at five and two in the eighth right now. Now this is going to obviously even out because there's three teams that play in the same division in this top eight, and they're going to start keeping some losses on each other. Um, you know, so we'll see. And also the Cardinals and the Niners, I'm sure, have their will have their day as well. So. It will even out a little bit. That much I can tell you. But I'm interested to see how this playoff race shakes out because there's a lot of opportunity still at this point in the season. And typically, by like week seven, eight, nine, you're starting to see who, what it's going to look like. You know, there can be some adjustments here and there. People can slide up and down a little bit. But generally, you start to get a picture of what the playoff picture is going to look like, right? Uh, I don't think we know in the AFC or the NFC right now. Uh, like I said, I think the top teams in the AFC will continue to do their, their thing, and I don't think there will be an issue there whatsoever. Uh, and those guys will make the playoffs. But there's still three spots in there, and there are some unlikely names like the Jets in there, for example. You know, could you imagine if the Jets got a wild card spot at this, at this point in the season, at the cycle? pretty cool for him. I'd be very happy for him, actually. Very happy for him. It would be something that would be awesome. I like Rebel. Good dude. But I just think there's a lot of unknowns. And when it comes down to it, at the end of the year, I'm going to take the teams that are playing better on defense because they're the teams that can show up on a week and kind of hold an opponent down a little bit when they're struggling. I don't... I, I think it's harder at this point, to win in a shootout with some of these better teams. Like, like I'd much rather play in a grinded-out game against, like, Jake, for example, like the football team, or the commanders, whatever we're going to call them now, um, as opposed to, like, trying to go score for score with him. Now, that also plays into, personally, my identity a little bit, but you all know that. Um, you know who I am what I do. So, I'm going to pick the teams, you know, that start to really ratchet it down on defense. Man, 
another thing. Last night I played my game. I walked out of that bitch with six injuries to starters last night. That win cost me a whole lot of players last night. A whole lot of players. Really hurt. Um, I'm glad, though, because there are teams out there that have no injuries, which is fine. Uh, but, you know, to keep it sim, you know, there are lots of times guys got to step up. you got to put guys on the field who aren't necessarily good or, you know, guys that you want in those situations. But, you know, that's part of rolling dice. You know, being, you know, playing football is injuries happen. So now that I've talked standings a little bit, you know, it's kind of giving a general rundown. I do think that the Bengals are going to make the playoffs in the AFC. Uh, the Patriots probably make the playoffs and the Chargers. Those will probably be my three teams. I wouldn't even pick myself. My schedule actually don't look too bad. Uh, I got a shot at it, but I wouldn't even pick myself in that situation. Those are probably the three teams that you're looking at. Or the, the Raiders come up out of nowhere and figure it out. Get their, get their shit together and make playoffs again as they as you would expect. Now, the odd team out is going to be the Packers in this situation, I'm fairly sure, with the NFC. Anyway, before my phone so rudely cut me off, I think I was saying that I think the Packers are the odd man out in the NFC race in terms of the playoffs. Uh, I think the, you know, two from the east, probably uh, one from the south, two from the west, and two from the north. So, and I think J.P. is playing really well. I think he's a playoff team this year. I don't think there's any question about it. So, moving onwards, uh, it's been an interesting cycle so far. Uh, I really like the media outlet idea. I know it's like May and everything's like dead at this point. We're trying to invest. I think we've got to try and get a little more organization leadership-wise in the idea, but it was awesome. I worked with, like, Main Event doing a podcast. You know, we did the podcast. It was, like, a three-hour podcast. I had never even spoken to Main Event prior to that. You know what I mean? So it was fun getting to work with someone who was interesting and didn't, and, you know, I had never even had that type of interaction with previously. And, you know, the the media company idea is the reason that, that that all came together. So I think it's a really great thing. I think it needs to be done league-wide. It will push some of those who aren't familiar with being contributors into being contributors, which is a great thing for our league because the more contributors we have, the better we are as a league, right? So, um, you know, you get the usual suspects who will do media. I do media kind of in, in flurries, you know, that type of thing. I try to do it here and there when I get the opportunity. Um, and, you know, we got Red Zone, but, you know, this is also something else that I've been thinking about for a long time. I think that Red Zone as a brand is an excellent brand, you know, and it's a great community, and we probably need to work on expanding our community a little bit more, not just, you know, in terms of, like, people who play Madden. I'm talking about, like, trying to foster more organized, like, instead of, like, two beat artsy stuff, like, more organized leagues, I think it would be beneficial if we could get more people 
Um, people are interested, people that want to play hockey, you know, guys who are hockey guys in here may play a little bit of Madden or maybe they play a little bit of NBA 2K or golf or whatever other games, UFC, Fight Night, whatever the hell you want to throw in there. You know, and other things, WWE, you know, all that fun shit um, would make a lot of fun and uh, would grow our community as a whole. You know, which would make everything better, in my opinion. Uh, you know, and that's a tough undertaking. That's a lot to do. So I just wanted to throw that random thought out there about the growth of, you know, the community in general as well. You know, I, I there's not a lot of content to do at the end of the cycle. You know, teams are good. You know, what we've got so far is midway through the season. You know, uh, the trade deadline is pretty much here. You know, uh, speaking of which, I'm all of you who keep DMing me about my players, bro, fuck off. I'm not trading any of my players for a first-round pick that I'm not going to see. Unless you're going to convey that first-round pick to me next cycle, then you can have my player. I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll make two trades right now if I can take those picks with me. But, nah, otherwise, keep, y'all can keep it. Yeah, I, I don't need your draft picks. We, we've, we've done used all our draft picks this cycle. We're good. So, I don't want to trade with you at this point in the cycle. Not interested. Uh, what else? Let's see. I kind of like, in terms of the future, I'm like starting to think about the team draft and all that stuff now. Like, what teams people are going to get. You know, all of those different types of things. Uh, what, who, who, who is interested in who? You know, will will some long time you know like like team wishes come true? Um, you know that type of thing. It's always interesting because you can tell that people get their clear favorites early. Like I have a couple of different teams I'd be interested in. Honestly, I wouldn't be upset with a lot of different teams that I you know that could be coming around. The team draft is always probably one of the most exciting things in Red Zone. It would, uh, it's a really interesting time in the league. And then uh, I think that the teams, you know, are the guys that get into a position that they want, typically have better cycles. Uh, and sometimes, you know, it's just tough when you get those five teams and you're looking at them and you go, well, no, I don't think any of this is a fit, and you kind of just go with one, you know? Uh, I'm, you know, anticipating what five I'm going to see on my thing and where, you know, where everybody's going to pick and when we're going to do that, because usually we would have already done the team draft by now. So, typically we would have done a team draft already. Yeah, I think we've always done the team draft before the cycle ends. Now, if they want to wait a little bit more, you know, get some trades that have been made over the summer, sometimes like that Jamal Adams trade, you know, Trent didn't end up being here and it ended up being Cad, but and then ended up being K Fox. But, you know, uh, I could see somebody being, you know, upset with, uh, with getting, you know, uh, let's see, getting a team and then having that team go, oh, well, we don't want this player, or 
you know, some team, like, stupidly trades their first-round pick for Baker Mayfield or something like that, and they don't want Baker Mayfield. You know, it, it, it happens. You know, Seattle, you know, that, that cycle, that last cycle, they, they literally didn't have a first-round pick the first two years because of it. And Jamal Adams is a great player, don't get me wrong. I have him on my roster right now. But, you know, you want to be able to make those decisions yourself, not necessarily have them made for you because when you, you take the team – you think you're getting the team as constructed. You hope that you're getting the team as, you know, unless they're going to make a move that makes you happy. You know, maybe the person with the Jets was really happy. I, I forget who had the Jets last cycle. Uh, it might have been Mochi, honestly. Um, but either way, whoever had the Jets last cycle, they, um, you know, get to be happy that they that, that trade was made, you know, that they were able to get those extra picks. Uh, I think extra draft picks are a big, huge, extra first-round picks are a huge floor in team selection. I firmly believe that they, that that does sway a lot of people. Um, I know that I had Detroit in, in Jacksonville on my list. Um, Detroit was on my list because they had, they had two, uh, two first, the first two seasons of the cycle. Even though, you know, they were the Rams first, but still, you know, teams like that. Uh, you know, a team like Miami should be really interesting because they have a really good roster and they have two first-round picks, depending on who gets San Francisco. It could be a good pick. Uh, there are other teams out there, like Philly has two first-round picks. They have a Saints first-round pick. That's another one. Uh, you know, and then there's, you know, a team like the Saints. Do you take the Saints because they don't have a first-round pick? You know, or do you take the Rams because they don't have a first-round pick? And honestly, the Rams are a very interesting um, case study in the way that they build their team IRL. But I'm going to tell you right now, that does not the way they build their team does not translate to Madden because we don't get compensatory picks. So trading that second-round pick for Von Miller does not net me a third-rounder back in Madden, where it does net them a third-rounder. And honestly, you get more potential for players that are going to contribute um, IRL in the later rounds than you do in Madden still to this day. It's tough. So if I had to, you know, put a nail on it, or, you know, especially if I'm one of those people that likes to draft, getting a team with as many draft picks as humanly possible is what I'm going to do. It's absolutely what I'm going to do. Those early drafts matter more than any other draft. Those first two are the tone to your cycle. Those are the players that are going to get the most development that you can possibly give them. Every other draft after that is, is less and less and less important based on the simple fact that we have less and less and less time that we're going to play. So I have another interesting theory. Um, if we did like carry, let's, like, let's say we could carry over, like you know they used to do carryover saves for franchises in like MLB The Show, for example. Let's say that we tried to do a carryover, right? Whose GM work would actually stand up in those situations? I can tell you this. If we played, like, 20 seasons or something like that, 
I guarantee you dudes aren't trading first-round picks for guys in their 30s. Guarantee it. I would really love to see how that shakes out one year. I'd really love to see it. Because I think, personally, it would flip the game on its head. The way that we GM is so short-sighted because we're short-sighted. We see five years in advance at most, and then it's like, you know, that's it. You know, it's like, oh, by the time, you know, by the time I care if this dude's old, the cycle's over. You know what I mean? So uh, if we could make it so that we had a cycle that ran, you know, like two or three cycles, and we had the same team for like 20, 25 seasons, First of all, it would be awesome because every player would just be a generated player by that point, right? There, there's no one left in the league at that point. The second thing would be who builds teams well and, you know what I mean, who who can sustain because guys are going to have to go through. If you have a team for 20 years, you're not going to be good for 20 years unless you have a Tom Brady at quarterback who just defies wisdom, and Madden won't let you do that. So you're going to have to go through roster buildups and, and breakdowns. Uh, and I'd like to see how some GMs handle that stuff. I think having a much more long-term approach would really, really be interesting for some people. You know, myself included in there. I'd really like to see how that would work out. You know, I I believe firmly that some guys, uh, their rosters wouldn't look really good at the end. And I think some people's would look really, really good at the end. And it would also be crazy to have, like, a player that you drafted retire, wouldn't it? I don't think we've ever had a generated player retire, ever. Not once. Not once that I can think of. You'd have probably the first 10 draft classes at least, or 13, 14 draft classes retired at that point. Would be an interesting thing for sure. I'd love to see it. That's the type of thing that I really think would be cool. Now, there's also one more thing that I want to talk about. It's kind of Madden-related, but it's not necessarily Madden. That's NCAA football. I, personally, am very excited for that. I think NCAA has the potential to bring up the immersion level in red zone to a fever pitch. And the reason why I think that is simply because... If we have RZNCAA and RZNCAA starts early and you can see these draft these guys throughout the time that they play and you watch them in NCAA streams and stuff like that and we're doing media on the players that we have and, you know, their names and all that stuff, and then we export these drafts and you've already seen these guys and you've read the articles on them and stuff like that, and especially if you're an RZNCAA user, and you have a guy, and you want a specific guy, you know, that type of stuff, 
I'll tell you, I become attached. Like even back in the day, when I would would do the import export for uh, Madden 25 from NCAA 14, I would draft some of my guys just based on attachment because I had them in college. You know, I I think that for us as a league, it would add so much more to be able to do that, and I'm hopeful that you know Madden 24 and NCAA 24 or whatever they are have that compatibility between them and we're able to pull that information and make you know and make it even better for our league. Uh, I want that so bad. I think it would be the coolest fucking thing in the world for us to be able to do. I really do. I I just think it would take things up a, a huge notch and it would make it so that uh, I have even more investment. I think that, you know, and even if I don't draft the player, I don't get one of my my guys, I'm going to be invested in what happens to them and who gets them and where they sign with their college coach. You know what I mean? So I really believe that that's going to be something that takes Red Zone and Madden Leagues in general up, up a notch. And I'm really hopeful that the organization of RCNC NCAA goes good. We get some, you know, we get some backing, some official backing on it. And, uh, you know, we have fun with that, too, because that, that starts in July, man. So you end a Madden cycle. I believe they have July release dates, or at least they previously did. So you end a cycle, you know, you know a Madden cycle, you get a little break, and then you start your college football. And then you play college football for a month, month and a half before, you know, the, the CFM starts. So we're a little ahead. We make sure we get those draft classes out, you know, the way they're supposed to be getting out so that um, they're there. And then you you go from there. Uh, totally excited about that. I mean, like, like extremely. If, if we get that, um, that will be a huge feather. And I don't normally give EA compliments, but this would be a huge feather in EA's cap if they were able to make that happen huge feather in EA's cap. You know, uh, just excited for NCAA, too. You know, I I love college football, and I think it just brings a whole new level to everything, man. I, you know, it's exciting. It's really exciting. So, you know, NCAA, those of you, you guys who are, you know, who are college guys who want to play, too, I know you're excited. I know you're ready for it. And you know, let's let's do this damn thing when it comes out next year. And I'm I'm honestly, I, a year from July, I'm waiting for it. I cannot wait for it to come out. You know, uh, with all of the capabilities and all of that stuff that I feel like we're gonna get out of it, it's gonna be something special. It really is. You know, and then obviously, if Madden continues to improve the game itself, I think I think we'll be in a good spot. Now they promised us a bunch of updates, and they screwed up a bunch of shit this year. I'm hopeful that they can get that all figured out in the you know in the next couple of months, so that we're not you know 31 next year and getting guys burned out of the league and whatever else is going on. So you know, um, just trying to be optimistic. Uh, you know, it's it's a great, it, you know, Madden is what it is. I, I think we all at this point understand what Madden is, and we're just thankful that we have Red Zone, or else, you know, maybe 
maybe Madden's not on my yearly buy list if it's if not for Red Zone, but uh you know, that's pretty much the gist. So try to talk a little bit, try to get a little bit of content out. For those of you that listen, I do appreciate it. I know the majority of the league doesn't listen to these because they're not, you know, I don't even know. I'm not a a, a big name in the red zone, not a big deal. But um, to those of you who do listen, I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Um, I'll try and get, you know, at least one more of these out before the cycle ends, and we'll go from there. So this is Coach Jim in the car everybody. I hope you enjoyed it, and uh, let me know what you think of the episode, any of my ideas, anything of that nature. I am very, 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 very interested to hear what everybody thinks about what I talked about today. So if you got something for me, tag me in the chat, whatever it is. Love to start a conversation. Thanks for uh, tuning in to Coach Jim in the Car, Episode 6. See ya!